0: information they become structures uh, so you start to operate within the sense of having to go somewhere get something, make something happen, produce something, have something you know well and so one tends to even think that way and uh, <laughs> you know even, you even so even practicing Dharma can have those same flavors those same uh, senses to it. But what can can recognize about this is it it uh, uh, it must always leave out uh, um, the unstructured, <laughs> which is liberation uh, it's quite a significant piece, and so um, when you start to deliberately uh, generate certain structures it also means now you've got something that gives the mind an orientation the mind because it doesn't have uh, a particular innate uh, location or a particular innate uh, feature it tends to seek something to be something to occupy itself with Uh, the unawakened mind seeks that it seeks something to be um, something to occupy itself with, something to be felt or sensed or stimulated or held, or it seeks something, it seeks a something. And what we know about some things is that all somethings are not free, they're not liberated. The they unconditioned is not a something. Yeah. But so, because this is the, the uh, innate disposition of the unawakened mind, you have to give it a something. <laughs> Otherwise it will find a something, <laughs> so we say, well okay, make the something uh, morality, ethics, and you know just don't go in there too too big. <laughs> I mean it's not a legal system, it's not something to put under a microscope. it's just uh, uh, based upon the general sense of how to uh, protect the field one's own. Sense one's own location, one's own livingness, and the corporate one, with um, to protect it from ill will, from abuse, from domination, from exploitation, from um, distraction. Mm. Protect it from those potentials which we which which can take over. So this is the essence of, of Sila. Uh, and it's can be a very broad topic It doesn't just mean eight precepts or five precepts or a thousand precepts it's not just particular points of of um do's and don'ts it's a whole sense of how is some how is experience held in a harmonious attuned way whereby there isn't this infection of uh greed hatred yeah and distractedness Mm. you could say in some ways the perfection of sila is you know you could say you could almost practice the dhamma as that you know if you take it right down to you know uh thought and the way you relate to your own mind and heart you could say if that sila was really perfected in that level then things start to spring open So, yeah, so, you know, why we have a something, and something is is, is calling it certain structures, uh, because when there are structures there that hold uh, the mind in this harmonious balance, then beautifully um, certain infections cease, certain leakage, certain corruptions dry up. And so... So, if you like, you know this, those those um, qualities that we begin to to establish, they do the work for us, and we just need to keep returning to those qualities and letting them do the work, and not pushing and worrying or doubting or uh, you know uh, claiming them as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, So this way, in a way, this sort of impersonal form that retreats always have this impersonal quality to them. Uh, And that's not supposed to be cold or sterile, but uh, uh, there's impersonal, uh, uh, and uh, we, we accept that and we incline towards that, recognizing that our personhood, which seems so much to the fore our experience is actually like a rather occluded uh, form that, that obstructs us it 's not necessarily evil but it's it's a very limited form it 's a very constricted form it 's a socialized form it's a this life habit form and as such you know, it's something one has to operate through but it, it, it is inadequate mm. So we operate according to something that's uh, uh, impersonal. And okay, I'll take on that, you say that discipline. Mm-hmm. And just relax, release, give up, trust, go beyond my just personal uh, limitation and my personal choice on that. So <clears throat> this is the essence of it now in this um particular retreat so certain things have been established that are beyond the eight precepts so we're establishing a good degree of, of silence mm. and silence not just as the absence of of words or speech but as the presence the presence of listening mm. so consider silence not just as you know, nothing to talk about but actually the presence of listening and listening can take in a lot more than speaking can and every everything that I say and everything that we chant and everything like must be held with a good degree of silence around it the silence bit is the bit that does the digesting and that silence is both words, it's also a certain even a a silence of thought is ideal Mm -hmm. (coughs) what's called noble silence actually refers to um, when the thinking stops or abates Mm -hmm. to be recommended Um, so in this, the days here, we have what, what I'd say certain occasions, which uh, there's an expectation that, I uh, won't say an obligation, but an expectation that this is the time when we, we gather to form our collective, which is which gives greater strength, and uh, uh, yeah, and so there will be certain occasions which are one's expected to be in the collective form. And uh, this will be these morning, early morning sessions. And then uh, by and large, um, the breakfast and then the uh, post-breakfast or uh, mid-morning, this will be the occasion when uh, I will give some some talk, some teaching. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But by and large, that will be that. And there might be... A sense of well let's just sit with that for a while and then the bell rings and now you know practice as you see fit the afternoons will be largely will be um un, non-collective you know individual and there'll be an evening gathering at seven we'll have chanting and uh, and uh, practice together and there may be a talk well, there may be questions and answers or there may be guided meditation or there may be silence <clears throat> so let's give a rough idea and there'll be interviews as well, one on one interviews and you'll all get uh, at least three, unless you don't want any of course <laughs> so that's as an offering for, for Uh, At least these three three interviews with with me. Right. So um, tomorrow there'll be an optional gathering at five forty-five in here, Uh, and we'll pretty much as we've done this evening some chanting and meditation. And then the breakfast then after breakfast there'll be uh, a kind of more managerial orientation around functions and and uh, uh, work duties and so forth and that then the rest of the morning be open uh, meal time will be the occasion for both offering offering food to to, to me and uh, sister JFT, and then the, uh, then taking food yourself, and then tomorrow, and probably most days there'll be an optional qigong session in here at 1:30, which could be for an hour. And uh, so, why I'm saying these things with certain tentative qualities? Because I don't really know myself, actually, what's going to be most harmonious. But that seems to be a good opening, opening gambit, as it were, (laughs) 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 to start with that. And I I also uh, very much expect to have uh, one day per week, which will be completely uh, on your own, as it were. Mm. Yeah. So it's just an open day. So a... A certain rhythm to, to the to the to the retreat. You get a week and then a break, or an open day, and another week, an open day. So I'll, I'll work that out. Uh, mm. Is that all? Does that create clarity, or generate some clarity, or is there anything confusing about any of that? Simple enough, straightforward enough. Okay, good, good, good. As you, I'm sure you know, it takes a few days to really settle in. So opening uh, um, sessions, we have mostly about settling in, getting grounded, finding presence and establishing... The, embodiment, the embodied mind. That will be our opening m- movement. And we'll see, see what arises out of that. Then uh, also, I am hoping and expecting and inclining and all those kind of things towards rehearsing and practicing together two particular. Uh, longer chants, one is the uh, fire sermon and uh, which you, you, I think you have it on sheets and one is the called the Vipassana Bhumi, Bhumi means a domain Vipassana, this is the domain of insight And these, so it's a, it's a whole section of the conditions comes from the book of the Abhidharma called the Patana which is to do with relational conditions so these are all the conditions to say that the matrix or the structure of the Dhamma is is in this one chant (laughs) and so we will put some energy into uh, presenting those and taking you through those in the retreat okay so let's uh, conclude for the evening